0: everybody this is bill cameron from the drive podcasts of the drive are presented by southeastern industrial contractors now hiring for great paying skilled trade positions call 334-209-6355 to learn more thanks for listening today but uh, hey enjoy it we don't get weather like this very often temperatures could be in the 50s at night so enjoy the weather uh enjoy a win that there's my there's my advice to people. Um, Hey, it's it's it's
1: still better than a loss. Might be fifty nine degrees at sunrise tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, how about tomorrow. that? So so, so un, uh, yeah, unseasonably cool uh, weather. You can also text the show. No, I'm done. Uh, the um, that's a yeah,
2: gotta,
1: gotta that's get my gotta get my spots in. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's getting to be like
0: uh, Generalissimo <laughs> Francisco Franco. I mean, no, yeah. no matter what, anytime you hear Dan, he's got to say love, that. Yeah, so. lo,
1: lo, love. Lo, at any time we can mention like pre. 1998, oh, sure. Saturday Night Live, we can, we can get to Oh, yeah, for, that was the, way yeah, pre-1999. First couple decades. Pre-1980. First couple decades, we yeah, can, no kidding. And we'll break down the Emmys later if there's time. Yeah, we can do that.
0: I've uh, <laughs> got, 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 got a feeling to. there'll be a few things we can talk about here this afternoon. As we're just underway here on the Monday drive, And hour number one of the drive, brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and kiaofauburn.com Kia of Auburn where you're always number 1 and uh, also the sponsor of our hotline where you can join us uh you can give us your your thoughts uh questions comments 334-321 Thirteen That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline.
1: You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty 564 1840 on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform or go to RadioAlabama.net, check out the ESPN 1067 podcast page. You can find episodes of The Drive there as well. And what on what looked to be... A rather uninteresting
0: weekend. Uh, it was anything but that. That's that's one of the great things about college football, is you think you know, and then you see.
1: Are, I mean, it, it it was another it was another wild weekend of college football. Aren't we lucky that we've got a uh, you know we've we've got someone as closely associated with the Sun Belt Conference on the show. As, as we happen to uh, right now, right, Bill? Because what a weekend it was. It was. I mean,
0: it, it was perhaps the greatest weekend ever for, uh, in, in, for in football for the Sun Belt Conference.
1: I mean, with Marshall going to South Bend oh, yep. and, and stunning Notre Dame uh, in, in a game that virtually no one thought the Thundering Herd would win. That's the new arrival to the Sun but One of several new arrivals right. to the Sun Belt Conference. Southern Miss, by the way, also gave the, i mean they were hanging with the uh, uh, correct me if i 'm wrong drew they, they were hanging with the with the Miami hurricanes uh, for a little while uh, this, yeah it this ended weekend. up thirty to seven but yeah it, it was it was uh, close competitive close for, for a, a while earlier half. half yeah. yeah. Yeah, Miami pulled away, but but even Southern Miss, you know, was down there hanging in. it. Looked, looked like there could be a slew of upsets. Not exactly what ended up happening in that game, but Marshall and then App State. What I yep. mean, what a win for the Mountaineers to go to College Station. And I think around the country, it's more what a loss by Texas A and M. And is this did we cross some sort of threshold with Aggie fans and Jimbo Fisher? With this loss, well, is this going to take
0: a huge donation plate for the fans to uh, to, to be able to you know to? but has the some of them to be satisfied. Has
1: the tone changed a little bit? It'll, oh, yeah. it'll depend on it'll depend on what happens this season. If oh, you are right. right. some conference if wins, if this
0: turns out to be just a fluke loss, they bounce back and uh, you know are in contention for the SEC West, then uh, then they'll just wonder about what if.
1: But they've got Miami and Arkansas that's right. in, in back-to-back in the next weeks. two games. That's, that's no that's no way to struggle. You know, that that the App State game is not uh, is not one that a And M expected, uh, you know, to, to drop. I don't know how competitive they thought the game would be after after North Carolina put up sixty three points on the App State defense. Uh, are, are there real offensive problems there at Texas A and M? There's a lot. There's a lot. Their offensive line that. doesn't look very good. And we were suggesting earlier, and, we, and we'll talk some Auburn as well. Uh, but we were suggesting, oh, yeah, we'll get to that. earlier <laughs> in the show. Earlier in the show, or earlier in the day build. Uh, if we were doing the Texas A and M equivalent of the drive we would be wondering about Max Johnson and why he wasn't on the field. You are right about with, that. Wayne's King um, really
0: struggled, really struggled against App State. And I think a lot of folks um, here in, in, in this studio thought Max Johnson would uh, likely be the starter at Texas A&M this year. Of course, I think a lot of the folks here in the studio
1: thought Zach Calzada was going to be the starter for Auburn this year. Mm-hmm. So, so what what do we know? That's true. I mean, you, you, the the, uh, the you know, it's always tantalizing to, to pick the, the transfer portal option in the you know in, in, in a quarterback battle, right. especially. You think, oh, that's why well, they brought him in. Well, and especially before fall camp starts, and, and you get to actually see these guys. When mm-hmm. it's just sort of based on what you saw from the and last we didn't. And and let, and what, yeah, let, let, let's be honest. We did not get Jimbo didn't invite us, and we didn't get to watch any of the
0: a And M practices. So and, I don't know how much Max may have struggled. During their fall camp
1: and traveling to and fro would have been yeah. would have been something of would have been issue. tough to make the show a- as well you know? but, but no I, I'm I'm interested to see moving on from a And am interested to see what happens yes. the next couple of weeks Miami and, and Arkansas on on the uh, on on the horizon All
0: right, so let's get to the one uh, closer to home and that is Auburn's uh, uncomfortable but again it's a win and I, I that's the thing I, I try to c- calm people down if if it had been a loss yeah. oh oh mm-hmm. yes. But it wasn't, and you know as as much as people as much as there was talk about overreaction to game one, I think there's I think there can be as much overreaction early in the season to any of those games that are played. You still don't know what you're gonna have or what other teams are gonna have to this point as we welcome in our regular third here uh behind the mic. On Mondays, and that's Brian Matthews, yeah. from AuburnSports.com.
3: Yeah, and I'm with you 100. percent I don't think Auburn played good. I think they, I thought they played worse against San Jose. Yeah, State I agree. Mercer. However, I also I don't, I don't
0: know that I don't know there's anybody that would tell right. you that. Oh yes, uh, that they, they played at least as However, well.
3: However, me and Bill and Dan have been out around the block a few times, and we know that sometimes these early season games against the non-conference opponents, Group of Five or FCS, whatever you, whatever these uh, teams fall under. Don't necessarily mean you're getting your best from Auburn too. Sometimes, right? So right. sometimes oh, Auburn can look one way against them, and then when a real opponent like Penn State comes to town, they can look a different way. So, yeah, and, so and we'll they
1: see. and they had better. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they right, had better. Right. Real opponent is a little reductive, but I know what you mean. Right. I, and yeah, going that's from, true. From, from a, power five to group a, five and, a one that and and here's the thing: I don't know,
0: and the players really haven't haven't said as much, um, but. But look, let let's face it, from from the first play after the hour and a half weather delay against Mercer, right. what do you think was the main focus as far as opponent on the mind of not just the team, but the fans? Oh, you think everybody was mm-hmm. oh really excited about playing San Jose State this past week? No, was, I don't. I'm, and and that is a real that is a real thing. That can right. happen if it, no matter if you go through all the motions of practice and everything, yep. if you're not really concentrating and the other team comes in and gets after it, oh, some scary things can happen. Yeah,
3: and we saw them happen around the country. And I don't think any of us in here are making excuses or saying that Auburn's definitely going to go out and play much better and beat Penn State. They no. May, no, we don't know. They may stink it up. They may. But I'm. But what I'm thinking, I think you all agree, is there's a chance that this team could look a lot better and play a lot better and potentially Sure. Beat I mean, too.
0: yeah, that's, you have to keep that, keep an open mind right. right now. Yes. And, and we'll know a lot more, a lot more. If yes. Auburn goes out and plays the way they played against mm. San Jose State, then we'll know that they're just not very good.
3: The phone lines will be hopping. The phone lines will we'll, we'll
0: probably, uh, <laughs> the,
1: the, the switchboards will, if they still have switchboards, whatever, they'll blow up. Well, I, I just wonder though, like the things that we come out of, Saturday night concerned about though how many of them are you ready to attribute to Auburn maybe overlooking San Jose State the secondary is, is one that's interesting to me because it wasn't just in the San Jose State game no, you're right. where the secondary struggled and Penn State is a team that had success against Auburn secondary last year that's I, that's putting it mild yeah. 28
3: of 32 yes. um, their quarterback
1: yeah, John Clifford Auburn. was yeah, twenty-eight Clifford, of thirty-two,
0: the best game of his life. Like I, I, I get that, against Auburn last year.
1: I get that people want to want to focus on TJ and the passing offense, and I and I understand. Like, yes, like that, that's that's a key aspect of, of how Auburn you know is going to succeed or fail in in these next couple of games. Uh, but the uh, the matchup of the rushing offense against Penn State is is a really interesting one to me, and maybe the game hinges on how the Auburn secondary holds up against the Penn State receivers, and that's something that's been. A, a mixed bag through through two games. I mean, you, I, mean you,
0: I, would, I mean, I would I would, I, I would go a little farther, Brian. I would say it's been disappointing the uh, the secondary play. Yeah, uh, the, surprisingly, the, co- the coverage. Yeah. I, I don't know if it has been intentional. I tried, and I I didn't do a very good job of asking Brian Harson today. But I mean, it just appears that Auburn is really playing off receivers. The corners are really playing off a lot, right, and giving them. It appears just about anything under ten yards, just sort of giving them that,
3: and especially two teams that came in with the idea, I'm going to get rid of the ball quickly right. because I know Auburn has a really good defensive line and pass rush. Uh, you think in those cases you want to tighten it up, uh, coverage wise, and uh, but we'll see. You know, again, sometimes teams like Auburn play a, a lot of base. Uh, uh, you know, try to work on fundamentals, try to you know see what they got against teams like Mercer and San Jose State, and they you know do more complicated things. Uh, mix things up, mix more blitz packages in when they play teams like Penn State. So we'll, We we, no,
1: we noted earlier one of the most dramatic differences from week one to week two was the reduction of snaps for Caden Bridges. He yeah. was on the field mm-hmm. for almost the entire Mercer game defensively and he played four snaps uh, against, uh, against San Jose State. It was mostly the four defensive backs that we expect to see a lot of. Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, uh, D- uh, Donovan Kaufman, and Zion Puckett plus Keontae Scott and DJ James. And I think that's probably why you
0: saw Les Caden Bridges is because you got to get Keontae Scott on the field and DJ James has shown that he needs to be out there too yeah yep.
1: Keontae Scott started uh, the, the game and, and you get the sense it's not going to be his only start no. of, of the 2022 season nope. and then DJ James I mean we'll, we'll see maybe they just wanted to mix it up a little bit at, at He times, played more than Nehemiah didn't he yeah it seemed like he was on the field at times when Nehemiah wasn't and uh Maybe it's also because the San Jose State. It seemed like maybe the game plan was to go after DJ James somewhat because there were several pass attempts in, in his direction. Some of him he, he fared well on. I thought that he's he's somebody that you, you come away feeling like you're going to see more of, of, of DJ James moving mm-hmm. forward. I, I mean, think he's, so. he's ahead of others in the uh, you know in, in, in the same uh, position. But no, it, it, I think it's been a surprise that. Experienced players from last year in the secondary have gotten off to something of a slow start. Like that's you know, and, and especially, I mean, Brian Harson's without without singling out anybody because there's not one person to, to single out. I think it's I think it's across it's across the secondary that Brian Harson's talking about, you know, being yeah. win, winning the 50-50 balls right. Like that's that's almost a call to arms to the secondary and, and a suggestion that it's not the scheme, it's not the philosophy. It's the execution at that position that, that needs to improve uh, before they – I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is that – I mean, we'll, well, we'll see if Well, I think they... it's
3: a perfect example of what we're talking about in the opening, right? We all think that Auburn has a really talented secondary. Yeah. We've been around a bunch of DBs going back from the day. We've seen a, a lot of guys be drafted. Um, you know, Carlos Rogers was uh, an All-American. He won the uh, Thorpe Award, Right. right?
1: Probably more Auburn secondary players in the NFL than than any other right. position, and, and, and at I, the moment in the last you know ten I years, I think so. we all
3: think Auburn has talented, experienced, and you know DBs with some really good depth too. So we think these guys just
0: perform better, and, and perhaps they will. Um, you know, this week they'll need they will yeah. need to yeah. because Penn State uh, now if Penn State's able to run the ball. Look out! But yeah. but they have not run the ball great through the first couple of ball games. All right, uh, we're just underway here on the. Um Monday edition of the drive. It is Monday and that means yes uh at the 5:30 during the 5:30 segment um our weekly Tiger Takes segment as will be joined once again by uh Captain John Samuel Shinker. And he I mean he was a perfect example of some of the the up and down night that Auburn had. I mean Um, probably had his, his name called more than he would like, uh, over the, over the, uh, over the stadium PA and not just after reception. No, that's what I'm saying. We can get into that with him, but then a couple of really big receptions, including, you know, that the fourth down reception. Um, so a, a, uh, he had three catches and three penalties, I think. Yeah, and, and there are you know, and, and
1: we'll talk with John Samuel. So about yes, that brought a to you more. also Brook law, law Group sponsoring Tiger Takes coming up at five thirty. And, and I think there have been bright spots too. You know, we can, we can get to some of the, the places where where I do think the Auburn uh, the, the Auburn team has looked you know at, as advertised or, or close to what what folks were expecting. Uh, we've gone. Probably too long in the show without talking quarterback, so you want to take a break and the yeah, we, back and talk yeah, some passing we, offense. we definitely
0: need to get to break, so we will do that. We'd love for you to join in as well on the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390 here on the Monday Drive.
4: Now, more of The Drive. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan,
0: Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Drew at the controls. And, uh, yes, we'd love for you to join and Give us your take on this past weekend, uh, What, whatever you want to talk about. Obviously, we're here in Auburn, and uh, we'll, we'll um, look back at Auburn's win over San Jose and get ready for the Penn State matchup. First, I I knew it was the first time Penn State had been here, and I, I didn't realize it is the first time, first ever visit by a Big Ten team ever to no, Auburn. No, is that? No Big huh. Ten team has ever played at Jordan Hare
1: Stadium. Did Did Maryland play here? But they weren't. They were in the, were in the ACC. No. I mean, it's they totally were in the like, ACC
0: with boomer size. Te- te-
1: technically, a Big Ten member yeah, institution. But, but, it, there's but, no way. But you... no people people count like a Texas A&M visit in the '60s yeah, as that, a visit that, that from was that, ACC, was, you know what that mean? was that was not. But no. but I know.
3: Yes, no. I'm trying to think of some of the big non-conference. USC's been here. Texas has been here. Has Nebraska been here?
0: Yes, yeah. Nebraska came in. That was the oh, the oh. only loss in '83. Washington
3: okay. State okay. came That's, here. Okay. Was, uh, for some reason, I was thinking about it, Texas, but it was Nebraska was the only loss right. at home.
1: Okay. Kansas State and Washington State came here as visiting opponents right. of the Power Five. Uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, power of schools <laughs> from
0: yeah schools from far off that have come yeah. in. But yeah, there's never been a Big Ten team that's that's come in so it'll be the first ever visit this weekend from, when penn state comes in
1: yeah from a from a team that's a current member of the big ten right? yeah, that, yeah penn, penn state wasn't always in the big ten exactly
0: so yeah. it is it is the first ever visit by penn state and the first visit by a team that is at the time a member of the big ten
1: that, that's right I've, I've heard will bond tell stories that's why i remember that maryland thing i think he came mm-hmm. down to cover the boomer size thing maybe maybe that's what that was met. homecoming if maybe I'm he not met. mistaken might have met Barkley that weekend. That was a stretch of him. like
0: four straight top ten games that Auburn played as Boomer came. I, I, so,
3: I think this is a big game. Uh, I mean, I think this is like, to me, this should have an incredible atmosphere. I just think this is a big, game. There's no big reason game. for it not to.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and every, every market indicator, right? I mean, if you try to buy tickets to this game on the, on the third oh, party. Oh, is that right? I, be, I believe every indication would be that this is a very, a very big game. I mean, I'll, I'll check it, it that. It needs
3: to be that way. Uh, it needs to be a tough place for Penn State. I think Auburn needs that help. Yep. I think they need that uh, that Jordan Hair. They need know, the magic. atmosphere, yeah.
1: just like Texas did yeah. this past Saturday. I yeah. think this game and LSU were the two games that Auburn wasn't selling individual tickets mm-hmm. for anymore uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, so that would indicate too that there's there's you know some a healthy demand for tickets. So, I, I imagine uh, the the atmosphere uh, will be uh, will be exciting. Brian, what what did you uh, what did you think of how the quarterbacks performed against San Jose State, and and where is Auburn at the position uh, moving forward?
3: Well, I thought they were both poor. Um, from you know, the, especially the first quarter of the game, for sure, I, I did think, and I think it was twelve of fifteen. I know I wrote the story, but you know I'm, I'm old and forgetful. But I think after the interception, TJ Finley uh, played much, much better, and I believe it was twelve of fifteen. It was
0: twelve of fifteen for mm. most of his yards, yeah,
3: which wasn't a lot to begin with,
0: right? No, but I mean he ended up averaging uh, you know about eight yards per attempt, yeah, and not that's bad. that. Yeah, that's not bad.
3: Um, but I, I just. They're not getting the balls to the wide receivers. They're not getting enough big plays. Um, the receivers are not getting
0: yards after and, catch. Uh, and, and one of the other things that I, I was trying to watch is seeing how many guys were really getting open. And, and there man. weren't a lot of guys getting yeah, open. It's tough to get the good. ball to the receivers and if the receivers
3: is, aren't open. San Jose State. I mean, they got to be better than this. So I, I, I'm concerned about that. But maybe, you know, we're not seeing everything. I, I don't know, but it's just... It's a problem. It,
1: it is remarkable, though, and some of this is just the, the sign of the times that you'll have players who, uh, you know, you'll, you'll wonder, wow, it, ha, why is he on this group of five programmers? So the guy, the guy who got the interception on T.J. Finley yeah. uh, was a USC transfer who was one of the top yeah. twenty players in the state of California. Exactly. So out of, it's it's right. amazing. It's amazing how these things sort of happen. And yeah. I'm not excusing. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, we'll, we'll write off the entire performance because it turns out San Jose State's much better than, than anyone realizes or anything like that. Uh, but in the case of T.J., I thought. Uh, TJF uh, found something of a something of, of a uh, a rhythm after the interception. He's one of five to start. that finishes 12 of 15. Uh, Bill, uh, the math, the math on a, a one of yeah. five start to a, a, a well, it well, goes no, it, from 20 yeah.
0: percent and 80 percent, and overall it's 60 65. But you
3: know, yeah. uh, the first game he was eight of nine, and then one of five with right. an interception, yeah. right, or yeah, two interceptions.
0: Yes, you're yeah,
3: looking. So you're looking it, for more consistency, right? Well, I mean, maybe it, maybe it is now. Maybe this is it. But. but but
1: there there were drives where it felt like when they got the run game going a little bit, maybe it was easier for T.J. to find things. I thought that the throw to Javarius uh, towards the end. Oh, that was
0: it. That was a a beautiful throw. Yeah, there's some good him in stride on yeah. yeah. the I mean, 25 yeah, yard game before that was right before his. Uh, His keeper for the touchdown. That's
1: right. That that ball goes about 30 yards in the air. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Brian Harson wants to go downfield, and it seems like right now, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, we'll see what Auburn can do. When they can go downfield, the offense has the potential to be dangerous because I love the way the running backs look. But, yeah, you're right. There's there's a, there's a search for consistency right now. And beyond Javarius, there's a search for Playmaking, Re- receiver, yeah, receivers yeah, to make it make a play. Now he's he's off to a great start, though, right? Like that, I think it may get lost in the in the shuffle a little bit. most, the majority of the plays being made at the receiver position right now. Are being he's averaging by, over twenty yards per catch right now. Being made by number 22.6,
3: uh, If I can read that right, the,
1: the three biggest plays, like, <laughs> well, the, the three biggest plays of the year, right, in, in through, mm-hmm. through yeah. the air, right? are, are mm-hmm. passes to. To Javarius. so you know he's 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 really hit the ground running. But yeah, you're looking for more you're looking for more impact from the uh, from the receivers, and more consistency from TJ.
3: And, and one thing I'd say, I know we talked about we don't know enough about this team yet. One thing I feel like I do know about the team is they better be able to run the ball.
0: Oh yes, they, I agree. Got to well, run I think the ball they, I action. think everybody has known that. From yeah. from the outset is yeah. if if you stop Auburn's running game, it's going it yeah. could be a long night.
3: This team cannot line up three and four receivers and throw the ball all you know up and down the field. On teams, I just don't see that. I just I don't believe they can do that. So it's got to be a big it's got to be a big night or a big afternoon, I should say, for Bigsby and Chuck Hunter and those guys.
0: But I think I think they probably are going to need to be throwing to set to to open the run yeah. up.
3: Probably, because you, you can almost guarantee that
1: Penn State's going to walk that safety up immediately Sure, and challenge Auburn. A- yeah. a- Auburn looks like a team right now to me where if a team can play Auburn straight offensively, if, if a team's defense can stop the run without having to oversell, <laughs> if they can stop the run just by playing straight-up defense on them, or, or they, they don't have to worry about it and they can back off and, and play the pass, I, I think they, Auburn could be in real trouble. But... TJ Finley and the receivers might be good enough that if a team has to sell out to stop the run, if they have to overcompensate to try to stop Auburn's run game and they put the receivers and tight ends into favorable matchups, maybe you can find something there through through the passing game. And we'll see. I mean, as confidence grows, maybe that changes to a team that, you know, can can be more balanced. But yeah, it does seem like right now Auburn needs to be able to run the ball and if a team is is desperate to stop Auburn's run game, that the passing game can make enough plays. Now, the thing is Auburn could Auburn was its own worst enemy
0: in the first half. I mean, there was a combination of penalties. It seemed like any time they'd have an opportunity to try to get a drive going, they were gonna, there was a penalty. Yes. And uh, so, I mean, they, they kept making mistakes. And the other thing, the something that concerns me a little bit, in the second half, I, I thought the offense played much better in the second half. The defense was able to keep them out of the end zone. Right. But, man, they, they couldn't seem to get them off the field on third down. Yeah, and, I, I'm I'm concerned a little bit about third and long again. And that's been, it seems like that's been something that for years you go, oh, crap, they've got us right where they want us. <laughs> third and long.
3: And they're not making as many plays as you'd think they would behind the line of scrimmage, the, the defensive line, who I, I still think is very talented. And maybe it's because they're not, you know, doing a lot of stunts and blitzes and stuff that help free up guys. But for whatever reason, I just don't see them making the number of plays I, I would think that. Uh, Kobe Wooden and Adair Call and Echo Leota and all those guys up front can have the potential
1: of making. Although the quarterback for San Jose State was under duress often, he was both, running. Both quarterbacks have been pretty good at moving and getting rid of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought the quarterback for San Jose so State was was often having to run and trying to elude mm-hmm. this defense. It was just a matter of Auburn wasn't able to finish the play very often and, and complete with a, with a sack or. And yeah, there were a couple of long third you know there were a couple third and longs where I mean that that's a chance to get get off the field, get your offense a new possession, and and instead it's you know, the the, the song starts over. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour
0: break. Phone lines wide open, 334-321-1390. Give us your thoughts from this past weekend as we continue here on the Monday Drive.
4: back to the drive the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com welcome back into the drive 27 minutes away from five
0: o'clock here on this monday afternoon Bill Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. And let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Susan is up first. Hey, Susan.
5: Hey, War
1: Eagle. Good to hear from you, Susan. How are you doing?
5: Great. Um, I'm from South Lake, Texas. I'm in I'd like to see what you guys thought about him, even though he went out in the first uh, quarter when we'd love to have a quarterback.
0: Man, like he, he he was off to a great start, uh, Quinn. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He, 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 oh, re- yeah. he really was. It's. Uh, uh, and, and I know it's not intentional, but I mean, it, it, it is, it is amazing exactly. how, how exactly. many, how many guys, uh, quarterbacks, Alabama can, uh not have to face for an entire game
1: well just i mean and and two straight Healthy. games it's it's amazing how in two straight games with texas right i mean the, the, yes. it's almost cult and well no and, and they're almost the same looking it's almost the same looking play right it was it was a guy landing mm-hmm. on the on the quarterback it was a defensive lineman landing on the quarterback's I, I, shoulder that, that shouldn't have been i didn't think that should have been a roughing the passer apparently i'm i'm
0: i i can I, I go a completely different way on some other non calls or I so i think
1: pereira said he thought they missed that call because there was a, a drive a driving the the lineman drove enough both arms yeah, wrapped so, around him what are you supposed to do let go and fly yeah i, mean, I, I don't know i don't yeah. know what yeah i don't i don't know what they're supposed was to do a tu- it was it's, really it's tough. unfortunate because he started the game looking so oh, good he and, did. And, and he's yeah, you know, he
5: is, and yeah. he was amazing here at south like and i think he's going to do good for texas i just wish we could get a quarterback a, a good quarterback and i don't know what the problem is um i don't know why we can't because we have a wonderful campus um ut is a huge campus there's you know there's it's safety issues down there. I don't know why we can't recruit, and that's that's a serious thing. Oh, it and is. And I hope that something can. I hope something can change. And I think we need to get an Alabama assistant, personally, as a new coach. I mean, we we got one that we didn't do too bad with. If you all know that Pat Dye. Right. So that's just my opinion. I just hope that we can win. I hate to see what this year is going to be because we're we're just really not looking very good. It's fast.
0: It's well, I, 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 I would, I would, I would encourage you to just um, let let's, let's I'm wait. Hold on. Yeah, let's wait and see what happens this week because there's so many times when teams that, that have really, really good seasons um, nearly lose to a to a much, you know, to a very outmanned team. Right. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. I know it doesn't feel good right now, but it sure no, feels a ho- we, sure feels a whole lot out. better than A and M folks are feeling right now, or or oh, I don't, Notre Dame right, fans right, are feeling right now.
5: Well, if we get a big blowout with Penn State, then we'll have another oh, talk. you're not kidding. It.
1: Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Good luck getting through. If you, yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> although, I want to say appreciate the phone call. It's yeah. great stuff. Although, if Aubrey gets blown out by Penn State, that won't just be on the quarterback either. Uh, like I mean, we'll see, but we're, we're talking no, about other things. Unless we're it's talk- like... It pick, could be every every other pass is a pick six. That's, well, that's I mean, true. You know, it might be on. Although at that point, you wonder why he was still in the game. Well, would well be, was, I
0: would say it would be multiple it quarterbacks. Could be multiple quarterbacks there. But.
3: It's, it's going to be if that was to happen. It's just going to be one of the epic meltdowns in Auburn history.
0: Right, and there have been some. There have been some. You're not. But getting.
3: when you consider everything that's happened over the past year, and and the factions of people that support or don't support Harson, if Penn State was to come into Jordan-Hare and, and do Auburn that way as as uh. uh uh, Coach uh, uh, Williams used to say, right? Um I think it would just be unbelievably just catastrophic. Like Penn State I mean, came
1: in and gave up the business. Yes, yeah. that I, would not be good. I, you know what? But I think one of the things that's keeping me from believing that's going to happen right. is having watched the Penn State Purdue game. Yep. And thinking, I mean, this is a Penn State. I mean, if now if Penn State had gone to West Lafayette, Indiana, and that game had been thirty-five-three, Penn State at the half, and Penn State had looked like a juggernaut, right. then we would be having a different conversation right now. But is Purdue that much more talented than Auburn? That Purdue, a team that should have beaten Penn State and folded like Superman doing laundry in in the final couple of minutes of that game. You know, they they're going to they're going to be in a position where they outplay Penn State, but Auburn's going to get steamrolled. I I would agree with Susan if if Penn State comes here and steamrolls Auburn on Saturday, absolutely have a different conversation in part because Penn State didn't even get steamrolled at home by Purdue, and and you get the feeling Auburn has more talent and and a and a better program and more resources at their disposal than the than the Purdue Boilermakers. Like, I, I don't know like that, that's where you know may, maybe we'll see, but I th- think so. I can I mean, again, change.
0: again, I'm uh, I'm not sure of a lot of things, but yeah, no, and, and, I think and yeah, so.
1: The trans you know the transitive property only gets you so far. Oh, they played like this against one team, right. so that's what that to happen. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it, you know you you got to be real careful with that, but yeah I wonder about um, I think there are a couple of really interesting matchups in this game. I was asked on the on the Max round table like what what outcome would surprise me on Saturday, and I struggled you know if I think either of these teams could win convincingly, I think either of these teams could win a one possession game mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, depending on how a couple of matchups play out like' that, that's, that's the feeling I have going into, going into Saturday's game May, uh yeah yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to think of what would be the
0: biggest surprise. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise to a lot of folks would be, you know, TJ Finley goes out and throws for 400 yards, and Auburn Auburn rolls through the air and and beats Penn State. Yeah,
1: I suppose <laughs> that, that would be the biggest surprise. Yeah, but but uh, but uh, but if an Auburn if the Auburn offense succeeds early and the Penn State offense doesn't, right? I mean, there, sure. there's a path
0: for. Well, Auburn. if they do that, though, why do you
1: keep throwing? Why would you? Well, I no, mean, I, no, you're the one oh, bringing up throwing. Oh, I'm, I'm just, talking, just saying. I'm just talking but, about offense. Oh no, I'm I'm saying I, I wouldn't be shocked that either team wins going away. Right. I, I think this is one where. Um, yeah roll the, roll the dice and, and, and see what happens on saturday and, and any number of uh, the whole spectrum is uh, is on the table of possible outcomes yeah and
3: that makes this game really interesting i mean i 'm going to be kind of excited to sit in the press box just to see uh, what happens
0: i 'm really looking forward to the, to the crowd, the atmosphere, yeah. and everything of course.
3: Yeah. We won't be able to see much or hear
0: much up there, but, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll more than we best. used to. Yeah. yeah, More than we used to. Since Dan's been in the box, we at least get to see what's on the big screen and, and we can hear the PA. Yeah. I made a couple of calls.
1: Actually, you know, you know, Riley Hubbard played a big role in getting us the Jumbotron uh, uh, feed. on, Is on that Saturday. right? I had, I had to well, put that's right. Up. He's, he's, I wish, I wish he's they heard me complaining put, about put it, it for the last I wish years. they could mute the DJ, though. Put, put in a
3: call
0: Christ. to r- <laughs> Well, that's not just in the box. Mike's on oh, Brian. Oh, We're sorry. still on the air, oh,
4: Brian. Oh gosh. Three, 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 okay.
1: 334 okay, 321 Okay, briefly before we get to the, uh, my my hot take on music. Um the hot take on the stadium music. I think there's uh, two things. And I know we can't hear that I, much of the music from the from the stadium. I, there are times I'd like to hear the band. Okay. Well, yeah, no, and I think the band <laughs> I, I do. And I hear a little <laughs> bit of the band, but I'd like to hear more of it. I, 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 and Maybe the, there's two issues. One, the music of the band could be, a, some of the songs could be a little more contemporary. You might sprinkle a contemporary song every now and then in from the band. And for the DJ, I would remind you that everyone in the stadium is not 15. And there are some people who would maybe appreciate songs made before 2012 uh, You know, being played. By, I don't know. The it was I don't know. Like a, lot, a, lot, a lot of Disney is what I felt you know, like the other day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, reminding of the age of, of, the, of uh, the. I don't know, but, but I, you know, but Ben's a listener; he does a great job. All right, let's let's get to the
0: Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Spectre is up next. Hey, Spectre.
2: Hey guys, you know, as a coach, you would hope your team would improve from one game to the other. Uh, I didn't see that when we played San Jose State in the first half, but somehow in the second half, we did improve somewhat. With that being said, Penn State's coming in here, and to tell you the truth, I, of course, you know I don't like it, but I think we're fixing to get our butts kicked simply because of the lack of improvement from game to game. Uh, hold on a minute.
1: No, I, I think there are some folks sort of. Uh, uh, try, trying to um, put the there there are some folks viewing this Saturday pessimistically. They're, they're oh, seeing, there are a lot of they see they see, they see Penn Saturday State as the so, and, and Penn State did look Penn State they, look sharp. There are legitimate reasons for that. It's worth pointing out in a game against uh, an opponent from the MAC, Ohio. Penn State did look very sharp on on Saturday. They they won that game convincingly. They uh, what they had three hundred and three hundred thirty eight yards through the air, uh, including the backups that they were able to play. A hundred
0: yard rusher too, didn't they say? They, they, they
1: held Ohio. How about this? They held Ohio to seventeen of forty passing. Defensively, so the Penn State passing defense played well on Saturday to keep Ohio, uh, which is usually a, a pretty good MAC opponent, uh, from from being very efficient. So, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're worried about what the Auburn offense is doing right now, and you're worried about how the Auburn secondary is going to stop Penn State, I, I could understand why. Uh, you know, you you have a hard time shaking the idea that, that this could be a a, 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 a bad Saturday uh, for for the Auburn Tigers.
2: Well, if I see it if I see it this way, I think Zach's going to be coming in the game in the first half of this game. Because Penn State, if, if they don't make any turnovers, it's going to be a long day for us.
0: Well, I I, I would say if if the Auburn offense really struggles, they get behind. You've got to you've got to try whatever you have. Um, right. I, I'm not I'm I'm not shocked that we haven't seen Zach Calzada yet um, because they went back to TJ and he did well. Uh, the other thing I would remind you is that uh, you know that the guy who performed so poorly at Texas A&M is the reason that Zach transferred. Because he couldn't beat him out. Well,
2: <laughs> you can say the same thing about TJ from LSU.
1: That's true. Nope. And that's the back of it. That's the back of it now. Max Johnson, who, we, who we're who shocked to believe didn't get in the game on Saturday, as we said earlier in the uh, earlier in the show spectrum.
2: All right. I'll call back later, guys. I right, appreciate it. Back stuff, you know,
3: in, in regards to Zach Calzada, I think he finished a pretty distant third in the quarterback race, and I, I don't think he's really part of the plans right now. I think if... If both quarterbacks, you know, continue to struggle, he's got to get another chance. But I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't. He has not gotten into a game yet. I no. mean, I know. I know the last game was probably too competitive to bring in the third team quarterback. But still, um, you know, I, I don't think he's in in line to do anything yet. And then Holden, you know, last time we went to practice was working with the scout team. So I think the plan right now somebody's
0: is, got to run the scout team,
3: right? Is is to redshirt him? But again, circumstances that can always change. It's it's just week three. This is the first. Power five opponent Auburn's playing. We don't know how things are going to look against a team like Penn State yet.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask, you know, if you if you had the feeling after these first two games or after Saturday that, that uh, if Zach and Holden had, had re-entered, either Zach or Holden had, had re-entered the picture as an option to be the quarterback, and it does sound like, if anything, uh, TJ's grip on the starting job has strengthened, right? They gave you the depth charts today, yeah. and was it last week it was T.J. Finley or Robbie Ashford at starting quarterback, and now there's no longer an or, and it's right. just T.J. Finley as, as the starting quarterback? I believe so, I believe so yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I guess the question I have now is, at least for Saturday, and, and if, things, if the wheels fall off, Auburn makes changes, you know, it, it could be different, but I imagine the, the questions are, how does T.J. Finley play? Mm-hmm. How often do they go to Robbie Ashford? And what does Robbie Ashford asked to do when he's in the game? It was auburn's leading rusher yeah. against uh against San jose state, but there there were um some mixed uh, again let's go back to a mixed bag uh throw not even a mixed bag right I mean, it was one one completion and right. it was for it was and for a one bad, yard really bad interception yeah. yeah.
3: You know the thing with Robbie, I think he's an exciting runner. You know, no question with the with the quarterback powers or, or zone reads, whatever he's playing. But he's got to be able to do something
0: else. Right. And, and what we really don't know is, and people go, well, just run the 2013 offense. We don't know how he is really at the zone read. Right. You know, and 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 and, and Nick the, Marshall made ball, some plays with his arm
3: too. Fumbled the ball in the yeah. zone read in the second half. Yeah. And, and and Nick Marshall, y'all forget how how well he could throw the ball. Yeah.
0: But he was he was one of the best I've ever seen. Yes. at God, he was good. Waiting till the last second, and you think the ball is one, you know, you think the ball's in the belly of the running back, and he's got it, or you think he's got it, and it's yep. in the, you know, it's in the hands of the running. He was yeah. so good at that, yeah. making that read. It's easier, well, it's, it's 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 easier said than done, is what it is. There, where people go, well, just do that.
3: The the thing with Robbie during preseason was he he made these electric plays, but he also struggled uh, with his ball security, whether it was interception or the fumbles. Mm-hmm. So that scares you in a game like this, especially that now that he's thrown an interception and you said, I, didn't, I missed it, but he did fumble. Yeah. That's right. It was at the end of that run, wasn't it? That's right. I forgot about that. So, but then again, when he comes into the game and he has success like that, it's pretty electric, right? He can change a game uh, with his running ability. So I think we're going to see him. But, boy, keep your fingers crossed if you're, you know, if you're cheering for Auburn, which I think most people listening are, uh, that he can hold on to the ball and, and not make mistakes.
1: Well, I, I really think that and – I've, and I've changed my mind on this over the last couple of weeks. I, I do think that there could be a role for Robbie Ashford where it's, it's run 80 or 90% of the time when he comes in. It can't be keeper in that situation. No, it and it can't it probably, be 100%. Right. It no. can't be – no, but it, but it can't be – like, I don't think you bring Robbie Ashford in and just have him run quarterback draw. Like I don't, I don't think that's the solution because that might be too much. But I do think there's something of a wildcat or a gimmick package. I watched the Saints Falcons game yeah. yesterday. That's sort of how they're using Taysom Hill yeah. in New Orleans now. He's, <laughs> he's,
3: he's, Falcons going to tackle him. Good. That, that,
1: that's right. I mean, you saw a little bit of that. So I mean, I do think there's a, and they didn't believe he was throwing the football when, when, when they brought Taysom Hill in. I mean, it was it was clearly ten guys blocking for the quarterback who'd gotten the snap, and, and you can do things off of that, reverses and sweeps, and and you could have him pitch every now and then. I do think there could be something for that to. Spark a run game because now we've seen in back to back games, Bill, we've seen Robbie Ashford come in, have a big run, T.J. Finley go in, in and throw deep, and a play action pass yeah. go deep to Javarius Johnson. We've yeah. seen that. Uh-huh. In, we've seen that in back to backs, yeah. which would suggest m- maybe there's a role for Robbie Ashford, not as the every down quarterback, and not taking over as as the only quarterback with T.J. Finley, you know, being put on an ice flow and, and set aside like some you know some Auburn fans seemingly want. Uh, but but T.J. Finley could come in as you know, as, as a, uh, a wildcat quarterback and, and provide a spark in the run game. And I do think that could work against good teams, especially if you're able to do it with T.J. Finley split out wide or, or doing some things where, where it keeps defenses off balance. Yeah,
3: yeah but I, I, do, I, I think they – I'm not a favor, in favor of the two quarterback system, but I think this, they need both, both quarterbacks to be successful, to, mm-hmm. to be a good offense this year.
0: All right, we need to get to our final break of hour number one. Right back with more of your calls as uh, uh, Jr. hold on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Monday Drive
4: live on The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com Back into The Drive, final few minutes of hour number one and
0: right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline and JR is up next. Hey Jr. Hey,
6: fella. I was gonna see how y'all feel. Um, I know between uh, I know it's only been two games, but it seems like we was a little more efficient with Bobo and Mason on offense and defense compared so far to this year. And it could be that we just had Bo last year and he operated it a little bit better. But yeah, it could be it just don't seem
0: like much creativity on offense to me but well you know something and and something i wondered Brian, i mean we saw a lot more motion in the first game than we did against san jose state i'm i, I yeah. may, maybe they really just were as vanilla as they could be because there were a lot of things we even saw in in practice that they that they haven't done here especially against san jose state yeah i agree I, yeah that's right.
3: And 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 you know it could be that they're just playing you know not as possible. possible
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and and it you hate be you. to
0: better hope that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, and, no, and it
1: does. It sounds it sounds excuse adjacent to yeah. say yeah. maybe they were looking past San Jose State because they understand what a big game Penn State is and they and they really want revenge. Look, for last I was. Year. I mean, I'll well, tell you a hundred percent. I was. I definitely was. I mean, I mean, <laughs> but but I I think if if Auburn were to. If Auburn were to perform at a really high level against Penn State on Saturday and... And it were to—is it going to bother you that they didn't? No, no, in the win over San Jose State. No, I, I wonder if oh, you know okay. in the aftermath of that, we'll hear that Auburn actually has been focusing on Penn State. Well, yeah. for yeah, that's for, true. For, for much of the, I was going to say, I imagine the there are probably the some people that would complain and, if Auburn wins big over Penn State that they didn't do that against San Jose State. And you would think that that's a luxury Auburn had that Penn State didn't have because Penn State had to go on the road and play a conference right. game on opening night. You can't overlook uh, a game at Purdue because you're playing at Auburn. Two weeks later, if you're Auburn, it eh, may be a little bit easier to, yeah, to focus course, on, much of this offseason on Penn State.
0: On the other hand, Penn State now has gone on the road and won a tough game. Auburn, it's true. Uh, Auburn had, yes, a challenge from a team that they were huge favorites over at home.
1: You'd probably prefer, if if Auburn, you'd, you'd, if, you, if you're Auburn, you'd prefer that Penn State was playing their first road game of the season Absolutely on you're Saturday. Right. You're right. They got to have something of a dress rehearsal, and they got to not just a dress rehearsal, a conference game on a Thursday mm-hmm. night with a crowd going crazy. So, yeah, that that is experience that, that might benefit Penn State on Saturday.
0: Yellowhammer, we got a couple of minutes. What's up?
7: Hey, uh, well, I want to go back to the old days, uh, my old days, and here's how old. Everybody ran the 6-2 defense, and the people were thinking, Oh, uh, well, stop the run and force them to beat you with a pass. But things have progressed now to the point where I kind of see where it's now stop the pass and force them to beat you with a run, because a lot of teams that are more than happy to beat you with the pass. <laughs> and, uh, you've got to have the medium and deep ball capability, I think, these days to really challenge people, because they're not going to do the old 15-play drive that takes seven or eight minutes up. Not likely, they're gonna eat, no. Yeah? So, you know, I just wondered, uh, is that maybe what we want to do now, To stop the uh, pass and
0: force them to run? Well, they haven't been playing tight, though. You Generally, you'd think you'd play them tighter, uh, play the receivers tighter if that's what the plan was. Uh, so.
1: Nowadays, it's more stop the pass and force them to punt, not force them right. to run. Right? Teams, teams will teams <laughs> well, will die trying. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll die, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. die trying to, you know, to to stop that sort of thing. But no, you know, to the to the flip side of your point, though, you do wonder if now because so many teams are trying to to beat teams with with air raid adjacent offenses, that the teams that can overpower you on the ground and run, and I mean, we're seeing teams like Georgia and Arkansas have incredible success, yep. not because they're all those stats and minutes to a pretty good start. Well, he is. Be-
0: yeah. But it's, part but it's part of it's because of the guys around him. But right. no, you're right. He,
1: he's I mean, people lament fantastic. People lament the run game, but it seems to me like if you can run for seven or eight yards to carry on the ground, you do that. Yeah. And you let the other teams worry about throwing the football. It's just a matter of getting yourself to that point. All right. We need to get to our
0: top of the hour break. Halfway done, man. It is moving, not shockingly, here on this Monday. I'd love for you to join in.
4: PN one zero six seven WGZZ HD three Waverly and W two nine four AR Auburn Opelika live from Auburn the sports capital of Alabama. This is the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Here in the studio with Drew at the controls. And uh, we will get to your calls shortly, but first, we need to let you know that hour number two of The Drive, brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika, on the web at orthoclinic.com. And your calls will be coming in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is
1: 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, three three four five six four eighteen forty 564 1840 on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Big shout-out to everybody at Southeastern Industrial Contractors, including our buddy Derek. Uh, they also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform or go to the uh, podcast center at RadioAlabama.net in the ESPN 1067 tab. Uh, and, uh, before we get to the phone, a reminder that coming up at the bottom of the
0: hour, it's our regular tiger takes segment brought to you by the Alsobrook law group. And we will spend time once again today with John Samuel Schenker, who we had on Friday because, uh, he wasn't on with us last Monday on, on labor day. And we'll, uh, we should have the captain back with us here in about a half an hour, but right now let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline and James gets us started. Hey, James. Hey guys, what's up, Brian? I hadn't seen, heard doing? from you in
7: a while. I've been I've been around. <laughs> I know, I know. You've keep, keep, always been keeping, so. keeping his head
1: down. That's right.
7: A <laughs> um, a couple of things, real quick. Um, I don't know we really want to. Uh, too much on the Alabama-Texas game, but I'm just going to say the officiating in that game was horrible, uh, horrible, <laughs>
0: absolutely <laughs> horrible. That's yep, embarrassing.
7: Do we even know what, what crew was officiating that game? Was that Big Twelve or SEC? I think
1: it was a Big Twelve crew, isn't it? Isn't it the uh, or, or do you bring? I thought it was the home team provides the the uh, the. Usually, I
0: don't that's usually the case. I'll, ch- I'll check on that for you. Whatever it was, uh, it, it was an incompetent crew. I mean, they blew a lot of calls. Then, hey, they they just sort of, I guess, decided they'd thrown enough um, in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Uh, the other things I wanted to get to too is, um, y'all
7: just take away from the Auburn people. Are they coming away more negative from this game or about a mix of in-between, in-between, both positive and negative? Uh, well,
3: I, would what, s- I would say people are more negative
0: after this game. I would game. agree. Uh,
3: and I, I do them though because to. Auburn, was, I thought, took a step backwards against San Jose State and the way they played, the penalties. Yeah. You know, I'm, the,
0: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ruined by it just right. because, I mean, if they lost, oh, yeah, it would have been, been a terrible, terrible loss. And I think Brian was. Uh, did, did I hear you talking to somebody about it could be the worst loss ever uh, at, yeah, at Jordan Hare Stadium it if they had lost? Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah. it certainly would rank. It up would have rivaled the, the worst right. ever at Auburn, but it didn't. I mean, that's the thing. I I don't know how many times I've seen not just Auburn, but teams that go on to have really really good seasons, you know, escape barely against a team that they ought to that they ought to beat easily. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned. I am concerned, but I'm not overly concerned. I mean, this will be the real test this week. Oh yeah.
7: Well, the other thing I want to get to, it's not really about Auburn, but kind of get Charles's opinion on something that was stated earlier today on ESPN and just kind of see what your take is on it. Talking about the Nebraska job. Mm-hmm. You know, they fired their coach yesterday, and today I heard somebody on ESPN say, well, how are you supposed to find a big name coach to come to Nebraska, return you to the promised land and still pretend like you are a sleeping giant yet to be awakened? I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's just me, but Nebraska seems to have really high expectations and I, I get their history and their past, but I think they need to be a little bit more realistic. I'm not sure if they're as realistic. You know, talking about our fan base at times not being realistic. No. I don't think their fan
0: base is realistic at all. No, I think so. that's a great that's a great point. I mean, the fact that they won so much for so mm-hmm. long, uh, they they had that preferred walk on program, uh, and they they had things rolling. They were a power. they're I mean, they they don't have a natural recruiting base. That's no. one thing, Brian, that it, that is really makes it. It's going to make it more difficult for Nebraska.
3: But back in the nineties, they w- they would be very active in Florida and especially yes. South Florida. Get a lot of great athletes
0: down there. But well, why would kids down there right. want to go to Nebraska now? And
3: they played the system where, you know, it was a little bit different than a lot of teams mm-hmm. would. And, uh, you know, Frank Solich, it turns out, was a really good coach for them. They ran him off, they tried to change what they were going to do, and they have not been the same Nebraska since.
1: See, but I, I think both things can be true, and, I, and I'm a little biased here because a couple of my dad's siblings uh, graduated from the, from the University of Nebraska, and, and it was a, you know, a popular school you know, in, in my childhood within the family. Oh, yeah. uh, but but I, I think that, yes, maybe the belief that Nebraska should be achieving like Ohio State right now is not tethered in reality, but at the same time, even if the fans are unrealistic, that doesn't mean that what they've gotten over the last few years has been good enough. Because you look at Nebraska... Hasn't finished above. They five, ought to be better than what they've. they've had. They haven't finished yes. above. They haven't finished above 500 uh, since 2016. Uh, they have. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean. I mean. That's that, hard that, to believe. That's what I mean. That's Ooh. how bad things are yeah. now. And so, yeah, it probably should be better, even if it's not going to be. They're going to jump Michigan or Ohio State anytime soon, or they should have that as the you know as as a as a realistic as a realistic goal in the short term. Uh, they should still be better than, than a lot of the teams in the Big Ten that they haven't been better than. No, I, I agree, I, I agree with that. I like a the, good
3: Nebraska team, too. They're fun to watch. Yeah,
1: and, and, so, and it wasn't all that long ago. You don't have to go back to the 70s or the 80s to see a Nebraska team consistently winning 8, nine, ten games a year. Bo Pelini consistently won 9 yep. at the University of Nebraska. Uh, uh, Frank Solich was was winning uh, more than 10 yes. uh, consistently at the University of Nebraska. And, and so I, I do think that it's... Uh, you know that they, they probably do need to temper expectations somewhat, uh, but that doesn't mean Scott Frost was doing the kind of job that gets you uh, anything anything more than what he got, which is he got if, a fifteen million dollar buyout, which would have been it, seven and a half if they waited two more weeks. It's so dire that they had to fire him three weeks before his buyout was going to reduce. You see what Trev Alberts though made it sound like? Well. He
0: deserved to get that because he's such a great Nebraska person that they decided to go ahead and do it now and not wait two weeks and save seven and a half well, million that, that's, dollars.
1: That's how you spin it. It had to happen yeah. now because he could not coach another game at well, that stadium, or it would have been ugly. It's Oklahoma like, this week. They, <laughs> yeah, they they did not want him. Yeah, they, they, it needed to happen immediately. But but no, it's uh it's an interesting question. I want to see what I want to see who the next coaches of that program.
7: Oh yeah, I just I I, I can't agree more. I mean, it just you know I'm just trying to get people to understand. Yeah, we think we got it bad, but some other people got it really bad. Yeah. It could be worse. We could be Dallas Cowboys fans and be really <laughs> bad, you know, because they're really, really bad right now. So, I mean, and that's just a whole nother enchilada I don't want to get into, but, you know. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate the call, James. A couple, a couple of
3: things on yeah. that. Um, first of all, uh, when Tom Herman was hired at Texas and when uh, Scott Frost was hired at Nebraska, they were considered two of the best hires oh, they were. of any school in the country over several years, right? It, it, and that just tells you it's really just uh, it's a crapshoot. It is.
1: It really is. Uh, you just don't know sometimes. And, and fit, right? I mean, it's a timing and fit, right? Because because he, you he can show up. How can be... Scott
0: Frost not fit in Nebraska? Yeah. That's right. his alma mater, right? Right. Yeah.
1: It's just. I mean, I think maybe. It's, but he, it's his alma mater. But the style of coaching maybe doesn't. I mean, it worked. At, it worked at UCF. Doesn't work in Nebraska. I mean, so it's, I mean, he had a great, look, he had an unquestionably great no, team. No, that you no doubt. Out. I mean, back, back in 2017. Mm. Yeah, Auburn think, found out, didn't they? Cor- in the Peach Bowl. Quarterback yeah. play matters a lot, too. I know that's not Nebraska's only problem, but. It does. Uh, well, just, did he forget? <laughs> no, Quarterbacks? No, <nobody laughs> but he had a really good one at UCF. forget how to get one? <laughs> yeah, well. I guess. Seemingly. I don't know. But oh, the, other,
3: the other thing I want to say, and I don't think people are going to like this, but there's no guarantee that Auburn couldn't be about to enter a um, era of um, struggles. Oh yeah, that, I, I mean, mean they, they need to get it back going soon, right? Yeah, because, or,
0: or you, or you, or you uh, face the possibility of being Tennessee over the next, right. you know, wandering in the wilderness. Not for 40 years, but still trying to get back out of it now.
3: Texas and Oklahoma are joining the SEC in, I don't know, two or three years, whatever they settle on. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn has not been very good. Uh, people do not expect them to be good this year. Uh, we'll see. And their recruiting is not, at the moment, very good and they signed barely a top 20 class last year and I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was the year before but it wasn't, wasn't you know super good either so Auburn needs to pick it up or it could be caught in a situation where it goes through an a, a extended low period uh, Another I, I don't, I don't reason think why, Auburn yeah. I think everybody especially with Auburn thinks they're always going to bounce back right they have 2008 they come back in 2010 and win national championship they have 2012 the next year uh, they have a Nash. magical yeah. season and nearly win it but that doesn't mean it's going to happen, you know. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Past, past performance
0: does not indicate right. future future no. results. No. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Jeremy is next. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, who that Um <laughs>
1: How about it? <laughs> How about it, Jeremy? I think I'm on. I, mean, I, I think g- I'm on board. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to. Uh, I've, I've been without a new. I've been without an NFL team for a while. I might. Uh, I, might I might do I'm, this. I'm, might give the Saints a try.
6: I'm getting anything I can find that says 2610, and I'm walking right through downtown Atlanta with. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, um, tough, tough, tough break, tough break there. The way that game ended. Yeah, it's. I, I'm still awful for them.
6: Um, urgency. That's that's all I'm looking for right now. Like I want to see these guys come out Saturday, and just play and coach with some urgency because we've seen none of that even down even down at halftime saturday coming out in the second half there there wasn't this big sense of urgency you know we we went down the field and scored a touchdown but it took converting some fourth downs and making some stuff up from your quarterback on the go dropping a ball like i i don't know
3: yeah I, I'm with you. I don't see a whole lot of passion from Auburn so far, but again, it's two games against you know non-power five teams we'll see, but they they got, they got to bring it on Saturday.: And, and the first
1: I'd say the first half Saturday was the first like that, that was the closest I would say to this team sort of sleepwalking, because I thought the Mercer I mean the first quarter and a half of the Mercer game, I thought you saw that urgency. It was 28, nothing when T.J. throws the interception right before halftime in, in, in the opener, and the defense had been pretty good yeah you know, to, to, I mean that, that I mean Auburn was was really really good in the first half against Mercer for the most part. I know that the last uh, drive for each team changes that somewhat. That was not the case Saturday and, and I do think that it was it was, yeah. a good, it was a good thing Auburn came out and played the way they did in the second half because you you did not want that game to stay uh, you know with within three points or within a play of of having the lead change in San Jose State's favor uh, because that's, hey, look, he- yeah
6: even when we go up to score San Jose State comes back and makes another game out of it like mm-hmm. when when it starts to look like maybe we'll stretch it out we didn't
0: yeah there was a chance to make it 31-13 you know it's 24-13 you get the ball right. and 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 I said to Dan you know score here and and this thing could actually end up looking a whole lot better than it's been but it turned out that was not the case we haven't mentioned yeah, this so yeah the- no
1: Jeremy, we haven't mentioned this on the show. I was shocked. Uh, I was shocked when it happened, and and in watching the game over again earlier today, I was shocked. The the decision to punt by San Jose State down 11 at their own 42 with nine and a half minutes left in the game to punt instead of go for it on a fourth and three was was crazy in the moment. It was indefensible in the moment. When, and it, and when it, you've been able to play pitch and catch shocking. the way they did all night? Shocking. Absolutely. Shocking for that they decided, they decided to punt. And the fact that, I mean, that, yeah. that maybe played a big role in the fourth quarter being as comfortable as it was because Auburn gets that ball back. They drain four plus minutes off the clock and San Jose doesn't get the ball back until they're down 11 with, with four, four and a half. four Auburn still had to punt. Yeah, right? I mean, Auburn yeah. had to, but they, um, they punted after driving four minutes right. off the clock. But it, I mean, I was, I was shocked. That they decided to uh, uh, to, uh, to to concede in, in that moment.
6: Uh, the Carlson field goal, it barely crossing the crossbar from the distance that he was at. Was has, has there been any talk about was that a miss hit or is is his leg
0: that that
1: reduced at this point? Carlson's field goal from 45. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I
0: mean, it looked, watching him in warm-ups didn't look like he was struggling yeah, from, I, from there. I think his, I think he just kick- got under him, it. Yeah, his, uh, his kick- maybe. His kickoffs have been higher, but they haven't been, you know, booming out the middle our, or back of the our kickoff our, our kickoff coverage has been outstanding. Has. He kicked the ball,
6: like you said, it's that high-floating kick that comes down right at the goal line.
3: Well, that's what and he's doing. And
6: every time do. anybody has... Thought about bringing it out. We're knocking them down at the fifteen yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, that that's by design. It is absolutely, and it, it's been it's been great. Um, the defensive line. Yeah, you, you guys. We've talked about the secondary a little bit. Look, that's a team that gave up what eight sacks to Portland State Seven. the week before. Yeah. I mean, week, and we we weren't anywhere near that guy.
0: Not for most um, of the game. Auburn, Auburn, got, Auburn got, I think Auburn ended up with three or four sacks officially, but but yeah, it didn't feel like it for most of the game.
1: Well, well and yes and no. I mean, I thought he had to run a, a lot. I mean, it felt like the quarterback was on the move a lot, but you're right, there, there, were, there were very few sacks, and there were probably a couple of plays where, you know, especially big time, third third and longs, where he had, he had too much time and he was able to find a guy down the field. Well, the week before, right. he was he was running around the backfield yeah. the week before when he was sacked seven times, too. Maybe he thought he'd have more time against Portland State, so they didn't game yeah, plan.
0: They didn't game plan for a quarterback who was going to be down the Yeah, they were, they, were they were looking ahead and game planning for Auburn. That's what
6: they were doing in week one. Um, look, anybody that thinks we're just absolutely going to get trounced on Saturday didn't watch any games this past weekend. Um, we, may, we may very well come out and win that game Saturday, by, by a field goal or by a touchdown, and then turn around the next week and lose to Missouri. Like that's, you've got to show up every day and play every minute with your head at it. Yeah, and that's 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 all I'm looking for on Saturday. That and it's going to take eighty. It, it will take eighty-seven thousand other people who show up Saturday thinking the exact same way.
1: That would have been pretty good advice for Missouri. Uh, you know, keep, you know, get it, get out there and 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 play before that Kansas State game on on uh, on Saturday because hmm. that that was hmm. one of the more. I think we thought Missouri might have like, uh, you know, was, they might have some struggles early. Uh, they were they were absolutely throttled going on the road in, in a in a Big 12 environment. So it's uh, yeah it, it, we've seen some surprising outcomes thus far. Good stuff from Jeremy
0: and uh, yeah Missouri and Missouri's offense. I know it was against nobody, but I mean it looked so good straight,
1: in the first game. You know four, yeah four four straight interceptions. But but no the uh, four straight drives ending in interceptions for uh, for Missouri in in that game against Kansas State. But no I think I think Jeremy's point about about Auburn is a uh, yeah. is a solid one and and it does feel you know like we were saying earlier it feels like there, there's going to be a big game on Saturday. The Market indicators and the uh, you know you, you want to try to you want to try to get in right now. Yeah, I was, I was looking on
0: on ESPN where they give the, the schedules and everything. There were just two games where the tickets were more expensive uh, than than the Auburn Penn State game, and those are Nebraska to Oklahoma, Nebraska, okay, right, and the other one. Troy at App State, what? the most <laughs> expensive ticket. We well, yeah, App State, you don't think? Yeah, I mean, how about they, that. they they want they want to see their team. They want to they want to you that's know awesome, be there in the stands for their team when no, they that's, come over. That's what Trump.
1: happens when Troy comes to town, All right. Yeah. That's what <laughs> happens when in any sport when the when the Trojans are in town, the ticket prices just just absolutely skyrocket. Hey, probably probably good I... time for Troy to be going there? Yeah. You know that? Sure, College Game Day in App State. By the way, Saturday yeah. morning. One right. thing I
3: would say about James's uh, call too, he mentioned that Auburn could be Ben State, and if they don't play well, they can lose. Missouri and I 100% agree. I know Missouri looked terrible sure. against uh who was it that Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State. State? Yeah. But
1: anything can happen, right? And and I don't Hey, don't worry on, about next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. no he's, he's, he's absolutely right. And this, the, the inconsistency. I mean, who would have thought after North Carolina-App State that App State was going to go to College Station a week mm-hmm. later and, and beat Texas A&M? And maybe Texas A&M goes and, and throttles Miami on Saturday night yeah. in, in College Station, although I don't, I don't know if I would pick that game to go that way uh, at, at the moment. But, uh, but no, well, it's, you
0: should because I, I picked it the other way for Doug. So well, you, What are you on? You're you're on, go, on uh, you, you ought to go the other way. You're, right. you're on, I you're on Miami, okay. so you've got to go the other way. I, I I am I am on one of the we don't worst, need to talk about worst streaks ever in doing the, we don't doing talk about the there. you know ice cold Bill Cameron on, yeah, on Thursday really stay away <laughs> all right we need to get to our first break of hour number two don't forget coming up in about fifteen minutes we'll check in with John Samuel Schenker, our Tiger takes segment for the week but in the meantime come on in and join us here on the Monday
4: Drive. Drive continues. continues. Continues.
5: Continues.
4: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email TheDrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive.
0: 24 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Monday afternoon. Right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and I think Specter is back with us. Hey, Specter.
2: Yeah, I got a little bit more time. Uh, look, yeah. I, thought, I said something about in the Mercer game how um, we didn't make very many penalties at all. I think three or four, that, maybe that was it. But my Lord... The bottom fell out when we started this game last week.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the thing. Auburn couldn't get anything going because uh, you looked up and it's like first and 19 or second and 21 or something, yeah. uh, and, and it's really really hard to get anything going when you're in you know backed up like that.
2: That brings me to this: when you bring uh, Shinker up here, talk to Shinker about that because he was involved in those penalties too. Yeah, he was. So you talk to him about that. Don't let him get away with it.
0: No, no. I mean, we definitely want to,
2: you know, just <laughs> yeah. want to talk yeah. about just
0: the was was there a problem really focusing on the game mentally? Saturday, we'll, we'll get
1: it. We'll get him to apologize to you personally, Specter. <laughs> there you
2: go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. All right, guys. That's just all I had. I want to get that in before all you. Right. got on on there.
1: All right, Specter. Yeah, okay, we, we,
0: yeah. It, it'll be it'll be about seven or eight minutes well, so, before we know, come back
1: with John. It. John Samuel will play a key role in one of a couple of plays on Saturday where TJ started to improvise. And you hold your breath, and you and you you dread the worst, and then it actually ends up being a pretty big play for Auburn. There was the there was the fourth down where TJ dropped the snap. He yep. acknowledged that he dropped the snap, picks it up, and and yells out for Tank Bigsby to turn around and just flip, just sort of floats it out. To yeah, me. floats it to to Tank, and it turns out to be a big play. And then we'll get John Samuel to tell us whatever happened. On the on the play where it turns out, you know, John John Samuel is he, he acknowledged. Oh, he scared me when he when he decided to cut sideways yeah. before he
0: cut it up because he had the first
1: down. Then he might have stepped back a little bit before, but then he ended up getting a few more yards. Ends up getting some positive yardage, and that was also way. Was that a fourth down? As, as yes, well? was that was that, that, a That was down. also a fourth down conversion. Yes. So a couple of times Auburn started playing, uh, as TJ called it, what schoolyard? He's playing. You know, he's playing back. They're playing backyard football on on fourth down a couple of times against San Jose State, which. You know, you don't want you don't want it to have to break down into backyard football very often, but you do like to see a team that's on the same page and ready. Because how many times did we say in the last few years where Bo Nix would be scrambling and it would it would seem like Bo Nix and the receivers weren't on the same page or there was there were communication issues once once it became a scramble or an improvisation. And for for TJ, I thought he I thought he made a couple of good decisions while improvising on Saturday, which is uh, you know that's a if you're looking for progress, you're looking for a step in the right direction, I'd like to see that. And i like to see TJ picking up some tough uh, yards on the ground. I thought that the... Well, I mean, he is... I mean, the thing is, when he tries to
0: uh, just um, sort of dance around a little bit, it doesn't work. But, I mean, the guy is 6'7", and at least 240, I would say, when, you know, he, he ought to be able to push forward for, for a yeah. little yardage like
1: like a lot of large vehicles <laughs> yes. changing is changing direction at top speed is not his is not his skill it's ironic that tank bigsby is so good at it because tanks generally don't do that no tanks don't do that very well and t- and you know tj finley when he can get moving straight ahead uh, you know he, you remember load. well you remember that he's bigger than Arkansas's quarterback you know, you watch Arkansas football, and KJ Jefferson, uh, you know, is is a is a force to bring down, and and he's an outstanding scrambler, an outstanding runner. Uh, but when when TJ Finley gets rolling forward, uh, I mean, it was it, it didn't look like the San Jose State players were having a very good time on the touchdown run uh, when when TJ had to go through a couple of guys. So yeah, that that's something that you like to see is is that he's able to uh, when necessary. You don't want it to be a staple of the offense or anything, but when TJ needs to pick up uh some yards on the ground he's able to do it and and they can call the occasional design run the touchdown was a was a mm-hmm. design run uh for for tj you, you like seeing that yep uh
0: 334 321 1390. We're approaching the bottom of the hour break. Again, uh, John Samuel Schenker will join us on the other side. Brian, while we've got just a little bit of time, they'll let everybody know what all's going on there at uh, auburnsports.com. A busy, busy time.
3: It is going to be a big week, uh, along with you know, previewing the upcoming football game, everything happening with the team. We'll do our uh, rundown podcast tomorrow. And there'll be a ton of recruiting information all week. Um, they're expected to have I don't know. This is it, really? Five, it five, mean, six, this, this is the biggest visitors, yeah. yeah. Probably and, the biggest uh, vi- visit week during the season. Yeah, I would think. I mean, there's not you know you don't play Georgia or Alabama at home, so this is one of the biggest home games of the year. And they're going to try to make uh, the most of it recruiting wise. So um, there also could be some news um, Thursday. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, the receiver that was here on his official visit. Um, uh, sorry? No. No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, Adam Hopkins. Uh, he was here for an official visit this weekend. He's going to announce on Thursday. I think Auburn is definitely team to beat for him. So watch for that news. Auburn's adding some receivers. Yes. Yeah, so he, if he commits to Auburn, he'll be the third in this class. Mm-hmm. Could use some linemen on both
0: sides of the ball. But yes. uh, that's right. Yes. All right. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. John Samuel Schenker joins us on the other side. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive.
4: Turn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the Monday Drive, Bill, Dan, Dan. Brian Matthews from auburnsports.com here in the studio. And it's time right now for our weekly Tiger Take segment. Feels like I was just saying this on the last show uh, on Friday. Brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. And once again, very pleased to be joined by Auburn University uh, Senior Captain... Uh, Tight end John Samuel Shinker. John Samuel, first of all, whew, congratulations on the win.
8: Yeah, that's uh, that's right. It was uh, it was a little more dramatic than we wanted. Uh, we didn't play as well as we should have, or um, anything like that. But we are glad to be two and zero. That's what's most important and now as we head into this big week ahead of us. We're excited about it.
1: What what was the uh what was the mood like uh, in the locker room at the half? You know, I I imagine it was uh the, the the score was maybe a little bit of a surprise to you guys at at that point, but at the same time you don't you don't wanna take San Jose State lightly, but, but what was the what was the attitude and uh and, and the approach uh coming out of the locker room?
8: Yeah, it was still pretty composed, pretty relaxed. Um, you know, guys weren't freaking out. Um, you know, you're gonna have games like that where it's really just not you know, you're not on your A game and um, I thought we handled it really well. There was, you know, not a lot of stress or anything. Everybody was relaxed, just knowing what we have to do the second half. Just play a lot cleaner football. And I thought we did that in the second half and just found a way to win, which at the end of the day is all that mattered.
0: John Samuel, I I've got to ask you a couple of folks have uh, you know, uh, wondered about your thoughts. Um it's it's a situation where you know, it's great to get your name, get to hear your name called at the stadium. You probably got to hear it too many times on Saturday, three catches, but some, some unfortunate, uh, penalties there early on. It was just sort of a thing. that seemed like everybody was just out of sync early on in the ball game.
8: Yeah. And, uh, we didn't real we didn't feel like the rest really less play. I mean, the, um we sent in some of these penalties just cause they were just kind of out of the blue. They weren't, we didn't believe there were penalties, so we'll see if those are upheld with the referees this week. But, yeah, it was just uncharacteristic things. Uh, and that that was something in the first half we knew was just sloppy football. And um, so the second half we came out extremely focused and ready to go.
0: Yeah, it's, t- it's tough playing behind the change. I mean, it seemed like every time you looked up, it was like, you know, first and 19 or second and 21 or something like that.
8: Yeah, and you, you can't win playing like that. And if we had continued to play, we would have lost the football game if we continued to play like that. It was just, you know, you have times where, you know, things don't go your way like that. There's a lot of penalties on Saturdays throughout college football to watch some games. So, um I don't know if there's something in the air or what. But, um yeah, it was just, you know, not a clear performance, but we did win the game. So, that's that's the best part about it. it
1: seemed like the run game uh, got going in the second half. I, I know – uh uh, you guys talked a little bit. I think it was after the game, uh, mentioning that the uh, uh, you know that, that that San Jose State was able to do some things on the defensive line to sort of throw off Auburn's run game early. Uh, what what can you say about the way the the run game got going in the second half and what you guys were able to do uh, to, uh, to, to to ultimately uh, put the game away?
8: Yeah, I thought we were able to lean on them a lot in the second half. They started to uh, get tired and started to lay down a little bit. Um, and I thought we just kind of imposed our will. We we started to feel that momentum and we realized that they weren't going to be able to stop us, stop us if we didn't stop ourselves. So that was a big push, especially early in the second half, right after that first touchdown we had. We knew we had them. If we, you know, just didn't make any crucial mistakes, if we just did and executed the game plan. Uh, we knew we could be very successful in the second half. And I think you saw that
0: don 't want to spend too much time on this past Saturday, uh, but before we before we get to uh, to looking ahead, uh, you, you sort of mentioned i mean it was, it was a crazy day. You look across the country and uh, there were some a lot of games that people didn 't think would be anything to pay any attention to at all. There turned out to either be upsets or near misses, as was the case with you guys um, when One of the questions I guess folks wonder is how can that happen? Yeah, uh, they go. You know, things seem to be going pretty well in the first game, and folks wondering where where you even even though you're maybe not trying to, can you not help looking ahead a little bit at times?
8: Yeah, and I think week one everybody's amped up, right, and everybody's ready to go, and especially the teams that might play big opponents week one, like a Notre Dame team. Um, and you get into week two, and that kind of wears off, and. If you're playing a weaker or lesser opponent, uh, you might, you know, lessen your preparation, your focus and things like that. I think you saw that. Um, and that's, you know, part of college football is it's just a, we're really just a bunch of kids playing a game still. Um, and so some, sometimes people, um, don't really take that. They take that for granted. And, um, I think we saw that, but yeah, every week, you know, you can lose and win games every single week. Um, and that's, Something that we've tried to emphasize, especially after Saturday, just under- letting guys that maybe not have not been in that situation uh, to understand, you know, how important it is to prepare and be focused and ready to go every week.
0: Well, I can imagine that there wouldn't be any problem getting ready for this week uh, after after the uh, trip to Penn State last year. First time Auburn's ever been there. This will be the first time ever a Big Ten team. Has come to Jordan Hare Stadium. Uh, Just talk about your experience last year up there um, against the Nittany Lions.
8: Yeah, we, uh, you know, we circled this one right after last year. We felt like uh, that one was taken from us. That um, we thought we played well enough throughout the game to win that one. Uh, Just didn't execute late in the game. But yeah, that was a cool environment. It's special. Um, to be able to say that you played in a wide-out game, especially coming from an SEC school. So, yeah, we're excited to have them down here now. Uh, they get to come down to to our place, and I'm sure the fans are really, really excited about it. Just a very unique opportunity to play a team like Penn State at home.
1: Yeah, looking forward to see what kind of attack Auburn uh, can can bring against Penn State on Saturday. want to ask you about the fourth down conversion. On on Saturday night, when when you were able to uh, uh, you were, you were able to make a play off of a, a T.J. Finley uh, improvisation, seems like T.J.'s had a, a couple of effective uh, improv plays. He's attributed sort of his his time playing backyard football, you know, and, and his his ability to make something happen when when things uh, when things fall apart. What can you tell us? Cause I, w- I want to know about the tank play too, but but the uh, the, the one that you were able to catch uh, the uh, the fourth down conversion there. Uh, take take us through that a little bit, John Samuel.
8: Yeah, I think, you know, TJ, that's something that he's grown. He's really able to improvise, which you have to do that to be a good quarterback. You have to be able to, because everything is not going to be perfect every play. You have to be able to make plays um, on your feet, with your arm, and, you know, everything. And he's done a really good job. And his height, I think, is a big advantage, because once things break down, he's able to see a lot, because um, he can see over defenders and things like that. And that was really all that play was, was things were starting to break down. He's getting pressure. Um, and I saw that, so I just turned around and tried to make myself available to him um, last second. And uh, I knew I didn't have many yards to get, so it was really just about getting the first down, and then we added a few yards to it as well.
1: It seems like he's made some of these throws with guys hanging off him too, right? I mean, he'll, he'll, he's able to – that's where I suppose it helps being – you know, six, seven, two forty-five, or whatever TJ is at at the moment, because yeah, it takes more than uh, it takes more than just one defender to bring him down, and he's got a little extra time uh, to, to to find his uh, his players. One one more thing about the San Jose State game, I want to get your thoughts on. Was Brandon Frazier uh, got in the game, had his first catch since the twenty twenty season. Uh, I know I know you love uh, giving some shine uh, to your to your fellow tight ends, and it was great to see Brandon uh, in, involved in the offense, right?
8: Yeah, we knew that, um, heading into the season that we we're going to have four tight ends that would really play. And we knew Brandon would, uh, would be definitely be a big part of that. Um, and we, we thought maybe he'd get more touches this past Saturday. There was a few more options available. Things just kind of broke down the pocket for TJ, but, um, yeah, he's definitely in the game plan. He's a, he's a heck of a player. Uh, we love all of our tight ends and we, we used a lot. Even Micah got in this weekend uh, on a few plays. So. We're using a lot of tight ends this uh, in this offense, which is exciting.
0: Well, as we mentioned, Penn State coming in. Just what what have you seen when you look at uh, when you look at them on film?
8: Yeah, they're they're mostly like they were last year. New D coordinator, the head coach from Miami is now their defense coordinator, Manny Diaz. So mm-hmm. um, I think he brings a little bit different. But they're you know they're they're honestly kind of an SEC defense when it comes to schemes. They're play a lot of man. Um, they are in four down a good bit, though, with a two-backer box mostly. Um, but they're a physical bunch just like they were last year, athletic. They're a good Big Ten uh, defense. And um, we knew that last year and, and this year as well as um, as we've watched film so far. So uh, it'll be an exciting matchup. We're excited about the the opportunity that we have.
1: I want to see how the run game uh, can uh, can perform against Penn State on Saturday. What, what can you tell us about how the offensive line has fared through the first two games uh, in trying to open up holes uh, for Tank and, uh, and Jarquez and DeMari also yeah, for, for that matter, and Robbie Ashford, uh, who, who have also contributed uh, on the ground.
8: Yeah, I think you know going into the season, very veteran offensive line, which we knew that coming in and played with these guys for a while now. Um, and we knew that, you know, that experience would would pay dividends this year. And um, yeah, we've done a great job so far, I believe. Um, you know, this will be a big test this week, but you know, for our running backs and even Robbie, like just giving these guys a crease is all they need. And, um, it doesn't have to be big at all, but just being able to run side to side for these O-linemen and be able to push guys and move them. Um, I think we've done a good job of that so far. Um, and obviously we work with them somewhat. So, um, just the communication up front has been has been good. Obviously, we'll continue to grow, um, but we've we felt like it's been good so far. Well, the the,
0: the important number right now is two and zero. Penn State coming in, as you said. I mean, it was a uh, it, it was a very good atmosphere up there last year, and now got the opportunity for for Auburn fans uh, to to return the favor and, and show Penn State what it's like coming into a hostile Jordan Hare Stadium this week.
8: Yeah, we're really excited. I mean, I know the young guys, um, they've played two games now, but you know, it, those first two games are nothing compared to what they're about to uh about to be a part of um moving forward. Um, I think this will probably be one of the biggest home games of the year as far as fans wise, just amped up, ready to go just to watch uh this game. Um, especially both being two and zero, you know, still a lot on the line early in the season, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's a unique experience, orange out and all that, so we're excited about it. And you're going in as underdogs. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's you know, that's pretty funny. You really go in, you don't have anything to lose. Like, we, you know, we're both 2-0. There's so much left for this season, you know. You just go out there to play your best ball, and you know, we believe that we have what it takes, um, but obviously so do they. So it's going to be a fun matchup.
1: You know, one of the skill position players that's uh, been, been difficult to ignore through the first two games of the season for Auburn is Javarius Johnson. Uh, he's he's made some of the biggest plays uh, through the air uh, for this team through two games. You mentioned him uh, in, I think it was one of our conversations during the offseason when you mentioned him as as one of the players that, that folks should expect uh, to have a big role uh, in this offense. What can you say about VAR and, and what he brings to the offense when he's playing well?
8: yeah no he's dynamic he's uh he's one of those guys that can get over top of safeties, and he's a great route runner um so yeah he's a huge asset for us um we're very happy to have him and he is a mismatch and uh we saw that in the first game um just what he can do and how he can really change the game so um yeah we're we're definitely excited that he's he's on our side
0: john Samuel, really appreciate you uh spending some time with us uh, each time we get that opportunity um before we let you go, though, let everybody know how they can uh, keep up with you You know, when you're not here with us on the air.
8: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at J.S. Shanker. Um, I like to interact with fans and, and chat up uh, through direct messages and things like that and just keep up with all of our community.
0: Cool, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks again. Yes, sir. War Eagle. Uh, John Samuel Schenker, Tiger Takes, proudly presented each Monday. By also Brook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We thank also Brook Law Group for their support of Tiger Takes here on the drive.
1: Re- really glad that John Samuel was able to make some time for his two shows in a row. Yeah, so, how for, about for that John, for John Samuel Schenker? And uh, and yeah, he, he's he can't you he say if we do it a third day, a third day in a row, we'll have to you know he'll have to get
0: in the uh, mention of the Bill, intro. Bill
1: Dan and John, yeah, that's is right. The, uh, is the yeah, I, I guess I guess he could have the he could have the last one, but but so the um and, and John Samuel. Like we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, he, he's he's trying to impart to the younger guys. This is going to be a this is going to be a real big game on Saturday, and yeah. the, atm- the atmosphere will be. I mean, it's once in a lifetime in the sense that there's no there's no telling the next time Penn State makes a true trip. You know, he ro- plays a road well, game. Auburn's
0: been playing football how long?
1: And Penn State and
0: the first time Penn State's been here. Yeah, so. and and a lot of people who made the trip last year made it That's because right. that it was it was really
1: cool going up there. Yeah, and and it's probably through
0: the. Through the uh, countryside, through the mountain.
1: I mean, it's it, it was really neat. It was probably your only chance to see that game, right? I mean, you wonder, you wonder yeah. the next time you you know Auburn will be going up there, and uh, and it's the same thing on Saturday. And, and I, I imagine a lot of people will treat it as as this this really special occasion.
0: We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to get through and join us as we wind it down here on the Monday Drive.
4: Now more of the drive the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com welcome back in
0: final few minutes of the monday drive bill dan brian matthews and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Crawford is up next. Hey, Crawford. Hey, guys.
6: Uh, full comments. i uh, hang up a list of your responses. Uh, we beat Penn State 9-3, lose 6-6. Uh, Bryce Young is Mr. Clutch, but Alabama, very beatable they Blaze has got yeah, to they, get rid of Jansen as the closer, <laughs> and, and Bill. How about the open like a doll's beating Central? How about that? I'll hang that? up and see Eagle.
0: Man, you're not kidding. I mean, what a what a huge win for the uh, for the Bulldogs over over Central the other night. That's a way to uh, to to say, yeah, we're we're seven A and uh, and and big time seven A. But yeah, okay, in inverse order. Yeah, Kenley Jansen, uh, Braves fans not 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 big fans of that. Um, Bryce Young, is he
1: going to be closing in the playoffs for
0: him? Kenley, or you think they make a change?
1: I don't know who who do they go to? Who's in the rotation? Are they who's mean? not? That's that's that would that well, would Strider right. would be
0: the best guy. I mean, to be a closer, but he's. These I mean, can you? Can you put, to, I mean, if you
1: if you go with if you go with Wright and and uh, Freed and Strider as your postseason pitchers, are you converting? What does that leave you, Charlie Morton? Yeah, Charlie's uh,
0: not a closer. Yeah, I know. I
1: don't know what you do in that situation. Maybe it's one of the other. I don't, I don't know. But it's it's a tough situation. Maybe, maybe they got another option. Will Smith? Uh, mm, no, I, I don't know. I mean, so so they. Uh, uh, but that's an interesting. One. We haven't talked that much Alabama. No, we'll talk more. Alabama. Alabama looked human. The offensive line and the receivers do not look like the Alabama offensive line and receivers of the last few years. No, you you're wonder, right. You Offensive margin... line looks
0: sort of like last year's, but they don't have a Jamison Williams. Yeah, and, and or a John Meche, I, I mean, or they, any of the four first rounders. They had yes. NFL, they had
1: <laughs> NFL receivers or NFL offensive line, yep. but usually both. And you wonder if they have either on, on on this team and what that could mean. They go to Fayetteville October first. I mean that that is a that's a that's an interesting seeming game mm-hmm. after the way Arkansas started this year and. You know that that is one that I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. It's Alabama's first big test uh, in, in conference play.
0: Oh yeah, no question about it. Yeah, and what he was saying. Yeah, it took me a second too. He says, in other words, if Auburn beats Penn State, they go nine and three. They lose mm. six and six at best. Oh, I thought he, I thought it was a score. I thought it was a score I th- too. But I, I thought, thought he said Auburn
1: wins nine to three, but if still Auburn, goes it depends.
0: If, if Auburn plays well against Penn State, uh, then then you could see that. But it depends on first of all, they got to win, and then secondly, it's how do they win? Right. Right, I still think. I mean, if they if they ball, beat Penn State and they're five and zero, oh, right. then it's not unbelievable to think you could win. You right asked
1: not? me. You asked me yeah. for an outcome that would surprise me. Both teams in single digits would surprise me on Saturday. Yes, with the uh, way with the way, these, with the way the Auburn defense is played, at least in the secondary, and the fact that Auburn's got some weapons uh, in, on offense. You know, I, I just think that's a game where. I'm Not saying it's going to be you know forty something to forty something, uh, but but I think you're, you're going to see uh, you're going to see some teams get in the end zone uh, here and there, and. I, I mean, I, I have a feeling we're getting a close game. Like, I, I think it's it should be. It, it was last year. I don't see any reason it shouldn't be again this year. Yeah, it should I mean should be, and and we'll see if uh, we'll see if both teams can live up to their end of the bargain, or if somebody can put together a really convincing win. And uh, and what, what else? What else did he have? Was that all, were those all of his points? I think I think that was everything. I think that's yeah, that's about right. But no, I'm I'm in Alabama and. Even though they won. Uh, that, that is, that, that's is that—that's a team. Georgia deserves to be the number one team in the country this week. Absolutely. Sure. And, and I'm uh, I'm interested to see yeah, when, when Alabama gets tested again in conference play. I, you know, a game we haven't, talk, I mean, we haven't looked ahead to, to this coming Saturday that much. Uh, LSU and Mississippi State in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge. I think a lot of points
0: in that game. A lot of passes, a lot of points.
1: You think State's ever been favored in Baton Rouge before?
0: Not that I can ever remember, Brian. Can you imagine Mississippi, Mississippi State ever being favored in Baton Rouge? Hmm.
3: Not that, Probably not. Yeah, maybe I mean,
1: back to the 90s? Maybe. Well,
3: they were number one there um, for a brief period of time when uh, that press president, was back, right? Yeah, LSU was
1: pretty good then, too,
0: though. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I
1: don't know. It was a pretty
0: good LSU team. I mean, right. maybe and like, it was late by the time State was, was yeah. really highly ranked. I would so, think
1: like maybe Jackie Sherrill against Jerry DiNardo or something, right? Like Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe in the 90s. But, but it hasn't been... It, it, if it ever has happened, uh,
0: it hasn't been very often. That's yeah. that's
1: another one. Re- yeah. Really want to see what those two teams can put together on Saturday night because someone's uh, so, someone's off to a, a, a. I mean, especially LSU, right? I mean, Brian Kelly losing yeah. losing game number two this Bing. early in the season, right? You folks folks will be looking for the receipt on, uh, on, on that on that fancy new purchase Ryan one more time I'll let folks
0: know uh, you know what what they'll find and, and how they can keep up with you uh, rundown tomorrow plenty of
3: football coverage big recruiting news uh, this week with visitors and a possible commitment on Thursday all
0: that and more at AuburnSports.com. follow me on Twitter at BMATAU. and that's gonna wrap things up for the fun it was pretty fast Monday drive we're back tomorrow. Hope you'll join us in. That's going to do it for today. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.